I am Alana from Chicken House Press, and this is Writer's Chat. I got a chance to sit down with Jay Mitchell Reed, who is the author of Revernoda, the new middle grade fiction novel that is coming out in late August of 2022. We had a great conversation talked all things about his book, about his process, about where imagination can take you, who his inspirations are. It's a really great conversation and I hope you enjoy it. Before we dive in, I want to read you the blurb from the back of his book just to give you a sense of what his story is about. Summertime used to be for bike rides, bubblegum, and baseball, until it wasn't. For generations, humans have been mysteriously protected by the river notas that live among us. And one summer, Sammy and his best friend Howie begin to unravel the mystery around them. When they decided to investigate their strange neighbor's property, they had no idea what they were stumbling into. Car chases, shape-shifting, secret rooms, bullies, and bad guys completely transform their summer break. Suddenly, the realms of the seemingly impossible collide into the lives of the two boys and a reluctant tag-along named Tommy, taking them on an adventure that will change them forever. But can the boys navigate the portals between the worlds and time? Revernoda is a story of good and evil, the power of friendship, and of never giving up. Our conversation was recorded over Zoom, and I live in the land of rural internet, so it's not 100% reliable, and sometimes things get a little glitchy, so please bear with us, but I promise the conversation is worth surviving that awkward, glitchy sound. So please enjoy my conversation with Jay Mitchell Reed. Reed Renoda. Yes. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Because I want to make uh, sure um, I I pronounce it uh, Revernoda. Revernoda. Okay, yeah. that's that's important for me to know. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's how I that's how I pronounce I it. I, I, it's a made up word. So um, where did it come from? Like the Noda, just, the Noda uh, kind of makes sense. I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Rever is. I can't remember. It was a long time ago that I came up with it, but I think it has something to do with dreaming. Okay. Um, Reverie. So it was kind of like, yeah, fantasy dreamer, like a dreamer who, uh-huh. you know, has this special ability with notes and frequencies and stuff. Right. Um, and I just thought it kind of had a nice ring to it, the word. So. Well, and it's so unique. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I think you want something right? that's like, uh, sounds good, has like the ring to it, and then also makes some kind of sense. And I, I think, um, yeah, so it was just a good combo. And so you said years ago. So yeah, when yeah, that this was... idea planted. Um, well, I think back in about 2016, 2016, 2017, something like that, I uh took a creative writing course at University of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And uh after that course was over, I wrote I wrote this like small short story. I think it it was called Double Bubble Gum and Blue Raspberry or something and Bullies or something yeah. like that. And uh, it was like twelve pages, and I sent it to a writer friend of mine, Ward, who actually lives in Kitchener now, mm-hmm. um, and he really liked it. So I was like, oh, maybe I can turn this into a longer short story, and then it just kind of kept expanding from there. 
So since 2016. 2016, yeah, 2016, 2017, off and on, yeah. And how much yeah. time would you give to writing? Was it just kind of like a hobby in the background? I know you have so many other projects that you work on, so yeah, yeah, it wasn't like a like a head down focus, intense, no. Writing. yeah. No, well, at times it was, um, mm -hmm. like I. Uh, I was reading a lot at the time. And so I was just in the real mode of like reading and writing. Mm -hmm. uh, I was reading a lot of Ken Kesey. And um, I, yeah, I was just inspired to like, just be writing at that time. And so it was off and on. Sometimes I would write for long, long periods of time consistently for like days or maybe a couple of weeks or something. And then I would take like long, long breaks from the material and then come back to it eventually. And that so kind of waxed and waned on that for a while, that process. Was it hard to come back? Like after you would take breaks, did it take you a while to get back in? It took me a pretty long time at one point to remember like how I was writing it yeah. um, at the beginning. Cause I was in a pretty good flow for like the first half of mm -hmm. the book. And then when it came to the middle section, uh, where there's kind of like a bit of a different part, yeah. I, I wrote that. And then when I came back, I was like, oh man, like I, I just totally forgot what uh, everything sounded like and all that. So that took a bit of time, but not too, nothing too, nothing too crazy. It comes pretty natural because a lot of it's kind of inspired by my childhood anyway. Yeah, I was so, going to ask because it's, yeah. set, it's set in the 90s. Yeah. So yeah. they would have been there maybe a little older than I would have been yeah. at that time, but yeah. close. Yeah. Maybe it's like how I imagined myself when I was like a little younger than I would have been in like grade four or five. During that time. At the, yeah. Like mm -hmm. in my mind, that's, I don't even know if that makes sense. But <laughs> like during that actual time, I would have been much younger, but I was kind of basing it on my experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what what really drew you to placing it in the 90s um I think the big thing was I just didn't really want to be bothered about technology mm -hmm. uh that was but that was actually kind of secondary to just um well for me the 90s are just classic because they're my childhood and uh I have so many nostalgic memories of the 90s in my childhood town and all of the adventures and stuff and and then also just like yeah for me the 90s is kind of that era that I look back to and like people who were born in my generation 1992 ish around there everyone kind of looks back to the 90s it's kind of like a golden age right. I think now it was a little the more beginning of very beginning of everything yeah yeah a little bit yeah yeah what about double bubble what's your personal relationship <laughs> to that uh I do remember having it as a kid um, I actually, when I was younger, my next door neighbor, two, two houses over, had a little clubhouse for a while in her, in the upper part of her garage. There was actually two different clubhouses, uh, but the one um, who was just next door, she had a little uh, thing of, of double bubble in the clubhouse and she charged everybody five cents. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> so I just remember it. I remember it from that, the, the yeah. blue and yellow and pink uh, packages. 
Yeah. The way that you weaved in little things that as I read it, I thought, oh, for sure, this is, these are your memories coming through. And it just added so much depth and believability to the characters Mm -hmm. and, and the action, because like, I could see it and I grew up there too. So it felt familiar and yeah, really, really special. And I think kids that's great to hear. Yeah. Kids today are missing out on some of that that kind of play and fun, right? Because now now it's all on on their screens. Do kids have clubhouses anymore? (laughs) Yeah, I mean I also grew up in a small town, so I kind of had that. I have that memory because of being in a small town. I spent most of my life in the city after that, actually, it feels mm-hmm. like. Um, so I think that's another kind of element that probably a lot of people miss, you know, growing up in the city. And yeah. But they kind of look at it as this uh, other world or something, oh. you know, that, that that doesn't really exist in the city. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I, you know, it's a pretty authentic voice to my own life and stuff. So I guess that's that's where that that comes from. And also, I think from reading the Ken Kesey while I was writing it, I, I took a lot of inspiration from like his the way he voiced his characters, obviously, mm-hmm. just for for a younger audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that I the way that came across is so really believable. Like you can yeah. really, really hear the banter between the boys. And yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Movies. So yeah, there's a lot of similarities to some of those classic 90s movies some of the the bullying stuff things like that that are timeless movies that were made like they're made decades ago but those kind of themes shine through no matter what so um yeah it did feel a little bit like it played out like like a 90s movie which is really fun Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah it's it's a uh, that's like um the sandlot is one of my favorites. Um and just yeah, like you said, just kind of all the the whole atmosphere and yeah. just uh vibe I guess of of those yeah. stories and movies and just the atmosphere they capture and the energy and stuff uh the excitement. Yeah. And the possibilities I think are too big uh because when you know the the young stories are like that everything's very imaginative and fun and yeah everything's uh, possible yeah, yeah yeah totally yeah so the movies are movies are big for me because I'm also a a photographer and obviously I do video editing so it's I've I and I've been a you know I've worked in film for a long time now mm-hmm. so movies as a I take a lot of inspiration from movies um just in general for kind of for everything yeah. So especially for painting kind of like you can kind of point at a movie and it just encapsulates a whole world, you know, in so many uh, different ways just very quickly. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. I could totally see this being turned into a movie someday. I, I would love hey, that. That would be, so be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Right? Yeah, let's get yeah. it optioned. It's um, got all of the uh, ingredients. But everything you need. Yeah. 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 That'd be really fun. Um, do you ever see yourself taking on a movie project like that? Like if, if funding Honestly, was dropped in your lap? <laughs> yeah, if funding was dropped in my lap, yeah. I, I don't even know. Like, 
what I would if the opportunity ever came along to do some crazy project like that yeah I don't even know what like my involvement would be like as I work in film and I get older and stuff I'm I'm uh just more aware of uh you know putting together teams and all of that kind of stuff so yeah. I mean I'd love to to at the very least do some some directing yeah. um I think probably on something like that or you know just kind of hang around and and have watch everybody be making it and just kind of yeah just watch it happen and yeah. be in the background give yeah. my two cents you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be the most fun probably yeah no work just show up and yeah <laughs> yeah 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 just walk around and kind of look at everything going on yeah that would be incredible though I think uh yeah I mean making a doing something like that would be uh, a huge undertaking you yeah. know making a long incredible project like that and for some for some a story like this too it's just a lot of work goes well, the into scope those, of uh, it and the world you have to create and yeah totally yeah. big time yeah. yeah who knows yeah yeah that's why it's a book right now because I mean that was another reason why I kind of wanted to write a book because I was like you know I can tell any story I want and budget is no um right hindrance yeah. right? so I can yeah yeah it can exactly no cgi needed <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. amazing what you can paint with words totally um, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's incredible it's incredible you can really do anything yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it, it, it's a full color world like there is no it's so easy to picture and to get right inside it so mm. Congratulations, because thank you. It's really I, nice to it hear that. It is hard to do, and I think a lot of times people fall short, maybe because they don't have as much of an, an imagination or aren't willing to kind of push boundaries of like maybe don't trust the reader to suspend their belief enough to, to right. Tell it. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. It, it seems like you ignored all of that. <laughs> and like, yeah, I was just like, here I, it is. I definitely ignored a lot of that as long as I like it was the magic and the that kind of stuff that hung me up for a long time yeah. just figuring out like because I had read a lot of adult fantasy and sci-fi that gets really particular and um, just expository kind of about you know the rules of magic and all these different things and I just I think I decided like for kids books I read all the Narnia books again yeah. and I was like ah you don't need to you don't need to get too into the weeds about you know explaining how exactly the science is working and like all that so you kind of forget about that um and in some cases that stuff's just boring anyway if well, you can believe enough that so... it's working yeah kids then it's you know it's okay they believe yeah exactly them and they're not going to question it they're gonna be like oh that's yeah cool. and I like reading those books too yeah 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 exactly like a lot of um of my favorite books are more on that side of things where you mm -hmm. don't get too bogged down in the in yeah. those kinds of details you're just it's observing just more the world like the as it happens what's going on and yeah 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 exactly yeah. so yeah I kind of just I mean like the the a lot of that stuff kind of comes in the second half of the whole book the book as a whole too like the first half is kind of a lot more just character building and set up and yeah. um stuff with the kids like in the quote-unquote ordinary world hmm. before um you know uh, all the craziness happens yeah um but that's so, why we care that's why we care when they go on yeah exactly. we're already invested right yeah I think yeah. I just dove in and just 
just went for it. <laughs> yeah. Did you write the story chronologically? Like, did you start with just the boys in the small town summer? Yeah. Did, yeah. Did the you first know about scene. The, neighbor, the mysterious. Um, no. Yeah. The very yeah. first time I wrote it, it was just the clubhouse and it was Sammy and Howie and Tommy. And there was actually another bully, mm -hmm. uh, a different person. Um, as well but uh that uh, obviously like a lot of that stuff changed but yeah originally it was just the clubhouse and the bully mm -hmm. uh and kind of all of those details from you know and that's what that's what people liked about it when I sent it that short story to a few yeah. people they were all like oh this like feels really real and it feels yeah. feels that, tension, good. that childhood tension that everyone yeah. can relate to right yeah to exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think you'll have the adults who grew up in that time who are going to see themselves on the page. And then you're going to have kids who can relate to just being kids. Like this is how kids interact no matter what, like there's no bullying policy, right? But that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And I mean, another know. like really important theme to me was uh, like how people can change and stuff, you know, yeah. that's, that's really yeah, that was big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because there is, there is that ending moral message that I think is so important that you're sending people away with. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, believe in people and believe in yourself and give second chances. I, all of that, I think, is is really important and powerful. And we need positive messages today because the world is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy yeah it is absolutely crazy yeah and how more you know it's so innocent and just you know they're all kids and yeah. and the change can can really happen quickly yeah. I think and yeah um but yeah I, that's honestly like my favorite part I think now about the whole mm -hmm. are those things like the messages and what's kind of just really into the story as you're reading it yeah and was that the stuff that you don't even really notice you know yeah. it's just a lot of it was pretty that was pretty intentional stuff yeah. um the uh yeah that was a lot of that stuff was was super intentional mm -hmm. um and it was also you know part of the certain characters and stuff how all of that gets facilitated and right um so the different personalities interacting and trying to like actually have different personalities and then think about how they can um enhance each other eventually right so that was all I did definitely think about all of that from the beginning um I always want to try and put stuff into my art whatever it is that is uh you know some positive stuff good yeah. messaging and and uh yeah just positivity yeah. in some in some way good that's refreshing. yeah 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 but I try to make it not like blatant and obvious and and uh oh. you know lame like I try to make it integrated and like yeah, I said where, yeah it's just part mm -hmm. of the characters and you're just reading and it just happens naturally yeah yeah music so you music is a huge part of your life and yeah yeah it is music plays a big role in the book so have you always been musical like your whole life did you grow up musical Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I played piano when I was a kid and then stopped for a while and then played it again. And I also sing and play a couple other instruments. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's always been around kind mm -hmm. of in and out like many things. You only have so many hours in the day. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. 
Yeah, always, always around. And actually, just the other day, I was down at the local music store, and I was thinking about starting up some piano lessons again. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of just practicing by myself, just you know, do a lesson with a teacher and practice that way. Yeah. Uh, and play on a nice upright instead of a keyboard, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Music's big, always been a big uh, inspiration as well. Mm-hmm. And has any of the music that you've written been inspired by the story? No, my the music that I do is pretty different from the stuff mm-hmm. I think that I, or at least from from this uh, piece of writing. All my, yeah, I mean, they're pretty different. Yeah. They're pretty different. Yeah, I, t- I, t- I, I, I go to a lot of different places with, my music and and that stuff and talk about different things mm-hmm. um and this is definitely yeah more of like me the author you know yeah yeah the whole the separate yeah, side yeah. yeah yeah it's a whole separate side yeah is there um like a, a band from the 90s or a song from the 90s that you think really <laughs> really suits the book or that would be your sound on your soundtrack for the yeah book. that's that's interesting I can't think of any particular songs but literally any of the music from Sandlot and a lot of that stuff that I remember from Sandlot is just kind of like uh maybe it's like bluesy mm-hmm. kind of like bluesy jazzy stuff it's actually old way older than the 90s because Sandlot is obviously set what bef- much before the 90s right. it came out right. in the 90s obviously but um it's even older music Hmm. (laughs) so I think that's the stuff that I think about uh when it comes to this stuff but like as a kid I didn't even I think I was listening to like some 41 and Linkin Park and stuff (laughs) (laughs) so not not what I would imagine for the for that's a different mood different (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah um so Atwell is your big um your villain yeah. Was, was he inspired? Maybe you don't want to answer that. <laughs> but was he inspired by um, an adult in your life that you grew up with? Like, where where did you find him in your imagination? Yeah, he. That's a really good question. Actually, he's not. I always just imagined him just as a villain. Like, no. I never really. Um, you weren't picturing tied- someone. No, I wasn't picturing anyone. I kind of created him mm-hmm. in my, he was the, actually the first, after the little short story, mm-hmm. it was called, the book was called Atwell for like the whole time I was writing it. Really? Um, all oh, the I'm, way up. And, I'm glad yeah. you changed it. <laughs> all the way up. It was actually my mom who said like, oh, you should call it Repronota. And I'm like, no, 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 it's gotta be Atwell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really, it was really, that was the working title forever. <laughs> That's really um, interesting. Yeah. 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 At, just Atwell for forever. It was called yeah. Atwell. Um, so that's, that's funny. But yeah, he was just uh, an amalgamation, I think, of a bunch of characters that I had kind because of, I wanted to write a story that had like a really lovely kind of um, wise old wizard type mm-hmm. that was and so I kind of got to do that, but you know, at the same time, obviously, he's also a villain. Yeah, you got to turn so, it around. 
Yeah, and I think when I was writing it, I was just like, man, he can't be like a good guy. I think for the first while I thought, oh, he's going to be this good guy. And and then I realized he can't. So then there's like no story to, you know. To, <laughs> right. There's no real story. So <laughs> he, he, he can't really be like that. But I think I took inspiration from some, you know, a bunch of different things that I've like read and seen over the years. Just kind of like, oh, a little of this, a little of that um, yeah. for, for Atwell. Yeah. Yeah, there was something um, kind of ominous about him, even when he was good, like he appeared good. And he reminded me of, of a Stephen King villain, like a just a kind of mm-hmm. creepy and almost like a shadow, but you can't really put your finger on it. And so that yeah. watching yeah. His, his journey within the story was really interesting. Yeah, that's cool that he, yeah, he, I like him as a character a lot because yeah. he's got a lot of different sides. Yeah. Uh, like I was thinking about doing a whole book just about him. Yeah. Um, I actually wrote a bunch of extra stuff about him that's not in the book just to like figure out what his childhood was like and stuff. Oh, that's um, exciting. But uh, yeah, he, I like Atwell. He's a very interesting guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah he's kind of creepy and weird and yeah but also like kind of cool. He's like kind of an interesting guy. I mean, there's bits and pieces of myself are kind of in characters as well. Probably there's a little shred of me in Atwell, I think more so than maybe than any other character, weirdly. Oh, interesting. But, uh, you know, he was fun. He was like the most fun, I think, to write because I had to do a bit more thinking. Well, and he had a whole story, like a real backstory, right? So yeah, yeah, I, I like that you did choose to share a nice little chunk of his backstory because that that makes the reader struggle even more with that tension of well I like I care about him because look like his motivation almost seems good in the beginning right like it's almost yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. it's a bit and sad then, or something like yeah. he's a bit you know he's a bit sad and yeah I don't know he's he's interesting I like I like it what his character kind of represents metaphorically like when I just think about his character aside from me writing the book I just think oh it could represent this and it could represent that like there's a lot of you know different themes at play with his um how he reflects kind of the world you know today Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he represents a lot of that stuff yeah, a lot, there's of, a, lot about... of, a lot of conversation around that. Like if you ever got invited into a classroom or something, that would be really interesting to see how, yeah, yeah, how kids respond to a character like that. Yeah. Because um, they'll pick up on things, right? Even more than adults sometimes. Um, yeah, greed and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the obvious one, greed. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. There's so much depth there. The game of chess. Uh-huh, so, yes. It plays quite a, like a kind of background role but a, it's pretty important <laughs> to the whole story so yep yep what's the significance of chess in your life is there or did you like did you just choose it randomly it was a bit of random but also I played chess with my dad when I was a kid and he had these really beautiful really heavy kind of like brass or silver chess pieces yeah uh so I think that was I was just thinking to myself you know oh, what was around when I was a kid and like yeah. that uh that chess set was in my memory so mm-hmm. um 
I think it just came, it came from there. So kind of a bit random, but, you know, like a lot of other things, it was kind of pulled from, from that house, you know, at my childhood house. Yeah. And, uh, and I moved around a lot as a kid too. So a lot of that stuff in my mind is very um, just like, oh, it's that house. And it's kind of separated from, it feels like a long time ago. So it's yeah. almost a bit of a movie in my head at this point anyway. Sure. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's next? As far as writing goes, I have no idea. Mm. Um, I have been working on a couple things, but nothing really too seriously. I, I started writing like a parable a while ago um, about uh, fear and, and how how someone might deal with that and it's kind of like tied up into this story but other than that I've been working on some music and but mostly just video editing just work yeah, uh, is mor morning till night wow. <laughs> morning till night pretty much right now yeah um and like thinking about writing it was good that I I don't know how people could write a book when they're working full full time yeah. like I I, I don't know yeah. how you would it's hard like I had some times where I, I wrote five six hours straight and mm -hmm. if I wasn't able to do that like I would never have been able to finish the book like mm -hmm. to have these like really long writing sessions sometimes right did um COVID affect your creative um like your access to time did it change or I can't remember if I even I think I did all the writing before COVID happened. Did you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is a pre-COVID book. Yeah. It was finished probably like just before COVID hit. And then it was, there was some editing and a bunch yeah. of stuff, you know, but all that I don't think that, yeah, yeah. I think the bulk of everything was already written. There was a big like six or seven month gap, like writing that last, I think, uh, basically, 100 pages or something yeah but that was it and that was done just before COVID I think I didn't do much writing during COVID actually yeah. I was working on more music during COVID uh for the majority of that luckily we're out of that now kind of I guess I don't know and are you playing <laughs> what's going on you play live anywhere now um I actually am working on some live stuff with uh an actress friend of mine from Toronto she wants mm -hmm. to be doing some live stuff as well so we're learning some covers together and we might we oh. might play those live somewhere in Toronto at some point that's a little side project right now mm -hmm. but always something creative yeah. on the go I try to always have something creative on the go yeah I kind of can't uh can't help it and if I, I need to be working on on something so I try to have little projects that I can work on while I'm while I'm doing uh, heavy amounts of of uh work Mm -hmm. um so that I can you know I can just leave it and pop over and and chip away at it here and there like a book right. is so enveloping that I, you have to be so immersed in everything going on that you really can't switch gears too much right. I find anyway like I do a lot of oh, I'm working on this and then I switch over to this project and then I switch over to that front and I'm back uh -huh. and forth and different things going on with a book or writing you really can't do that like the second you do that pfft, all gone like yeah. at least for me the way I was the way I wrote Reverend Oda was um all just I would just sit down and write like I never mm -hmm. did any outlining or anything mm -hmm. I would sometimes make notes or I would do rough drafts or I actually and I use a typewriter sometimes too to to write oh, out um 
Yeah, because it was actually helpful for coming up with ideas. I would sit down and I'd yeah. have an idea of a scene or something and I would write and then it, you can't backspace or change or, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, you just got to get into a flow state pretty much. But it's interesting that you mentioned Stephen King too, because he was, uh, I read his book on writing. I, I love think. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I read that maybe yeah. a year before, right around the time I was kind of taking that class and stuff before I started yeah. writing. Yeah. And Stephen King's characters are also just like great. He has a way of doing that, that um, atmospheric. Yeah. He really it's makes all you mood. feel like you're, yeah, mood, all mood. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Are there other yeah. any other tools that you utilize? Like if you read on writing, were there any other books that you read that helped you? On writing was big. And my teacher actually at uh, the U of T writing class, I think her name was Ibby Kaslick. Okay. Um, she was awesome. She, she was really inspiring and gave me some really like positive feedback on some stuff that I wrote. Yeah. And uh I, I I so that was good. That was that was inspiring. Other tools, I mean, yeah, just Ken Kesey, honestly, <laughs> just his books were big for me. Like he kind of taught me how to how to write good dialogue, like mm -hmm. believable dialogue, that, yeah. and also kind of like sometimes maybe some funny dialogue as well, stuff that yeah. could make you laugh a little bit here and there. Yeah, um, I learned all that from from reading One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and uh, Sometimes a Great Notion. Mm -hmm. um, so those two books were big. And I know that your mother is a writer. Yeah. So how closely like do you allow her into your process? Do you think it helps? She you doesn't know too much about my process. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she just gets to she just gets to review the raw material. Sure. Um as far as what I do to get there. She, I mean, she knows a little bit about that. Like she read sometimes a great notion because uh, I recommended it and stuff like that. Like so she knows Ken Kesey and those types of inspirations and stuff like that yeah um mostly she's you know she's a great person to like send stuff to mm -hmm. um I used to send her a lot of music as well like when I was kind of first starting back into making my own music good critic like yeah. harsh when she needs to be harsh but then also you know not too harsh when as well you need like nice balance there. yeah you need you need, yeah. need the balance so yeah she's a good uh she's a good editor and she was tremendously helpful like throughout the whole process of of mm -hmm finishing you know Reverend and getting actually like getting it done yeah and um but we have very very different processes in terms of like just how we write and how we go yeah. about generating ideas and stuff and she's much more uh structured when she's writing a book and I just I I used to tell her when I was writing she's like write this scene write it write it and I'm like <laughs> no I need to literally think about this for probably like maybe two three months or something yeah, sometimes like yeah, just let it bounce around everyday life. Think about it here and there. We have, we definitely, but you know, sometimes that's good. <laughs> the, the, uh, what's it called? Tension or the, yeah. the different approaches. Yeah. Was she writing as you were growing up or was that something she started later in life? I know that she has been writing since like she was a kid. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine that she would have had too much time <laughs> when, yeah. when, when I was a kid working and looking after me and. Sure probably sometimes looking after my brothers as well my my two uh I have two half brothers okay. um so I just can't yeah I can't imagine that she had too much time when I was a kid to be writing there was always like artistic stuff around and you know yeah. so I think I got a lot of my inspiration from from all of that 
Yeah. And she played piano a lot too, actually, when I was a kid. I remember that more. Yeah. Um, so the art, yeah, that was were, they were a big part of your. For sure. Your home culture yeah. growing up. Just everything. My dad was an artist too, and he was a great writer himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, big inspiration too, of course, the books dedicated to him. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you think of the proof? Oh, I thought it was great. Like when I got it in my hands, I opened it up and I was just like, oh, wow, it's a real book. Yeah, and, that's a great uh, <laughs> Yeah, great feeling. And when I opened it up, it just all looked so I just didn't, I just didn't question anything. I just, yeah. oh, this looks like a book like I just grabbed off the shelf. It's amazing. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was happy with the way everything like came out in terms of it just it you know looks the colors look great like the the cover looks awesome font and just like everything the whole process was interesting getting getting to what it is now and and all the editing that you did too was great Mm -hmm. as well those those Mm -hmm. minor things are like all the different stuff that you found is so crucial because it's so you miss miss no like yeah those things are big because I mean if you're reading something and it's like oh but this was you know, uh, mm-hmm. just takes you out of the, That's right. takes totally. you out of the world. And you want it to be, if anybody looks anything up, then it all checks out. Yeah. And people are like, oh, wow, they really, you know, made sure it was all you tight. And everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I really, I appreciate that a lot. And just working with you in general has been great. Good. Um, yeah. The, the back and forth, the understanding and um, yeah, just everything has been awesome. Was there anything that surprised you about the process or um, made you nervous? <laughs> yeah, I'm always totally nervous about anything uh, that I make. I get these days, I'm just like, ah, <laughs> I just, I, I've kind of let, tried to let some of that go in terms of just, you know, mm-hmm. being more neutral about it. And now it's out there. It's, you know, so that's always nerve wracking. Oh, someone's reading my stuff. Like, yeah. You put yeah, so totally. much into it and yeah like, there's bits of you in every character I'm sure so yeah yeah it's yeah, hard there are hard for sure and other people too <laughs> won't yeah. name any names but there's yeah. uh yeah there's people in there for sure there's a variety of people in there yeah how did you feel like when you first read the book I'm curious about that like before you did any editing like when you just first read the manuscript it was in pretty good shape when it first came to me. I like the whole structure of the story was really sound and your world was really believable. So I really felt like my job was just catching some of those little like timeline things and a little bit of passive voice, those those little things just tighten that stuff up. So like I've dealt with some manuscripts that were not so so user friendly so this this is kind of a refreshing thing and it felt like you really knew your voice and so I don't know if that's that's definitely all me the grammar and all that stuff is most mostly all my mom yeah um you know editing kind she kind of edited along the way which made it a bit easier in the end because I was writing in sections anyway so uh, but yeah the voice the voice is all me Mm-hmm. um so that, that's really nice to hear I mean that was my main concern the whole time I was like does any of this make any sense uh, like what <laughs> so Alistair read it and he was he thought it made sense so I was like okay that's good yeah and then you also him. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So, you know, I was just like, oh, man, how much do you have to explain this whole thing about explaining, 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 um, like every detail, you know, but I mean, it's already fairly long. It couldn't even really be much longer. So yeah, and you don't, of, you wouldn't need more, right? Yeah. Blows yeah. down the story. You just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you first read it, you liked it. You thought it was cool. Well, it was like well, no, nothing I'd ever read. So mm. right away, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun to be able to market that and promote that and say, you guys, you need to check this out because this is not on the mm -hmm. shelf anywhere else. So yeah, it's cool to be excited. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter what, I think you should be so proud of what you've done like it's been a long journey for you if you yeah it's a nice uh thing to have accomplished yeah it's, uh, I'm glad that I am able to you know check that off yeah the fact that it's here and it's actually physically real in the world is is mm -hmm. really really it's not just a pdf document on a on a yeah. hard drive is really real awesome book. yeah yeah totally excited about it and I mean it's it it does feel like another life at this point um yeah like the, it feels like a different version of me finished that book you know I feel like a different person nowadays you've, you've moved on I, from that. yeah in a, in a way I have I was actually thinking about a totally different novel the other day about writing a story about some a boxer or something really um, wow yeah yeah wow. like a like a a fake biopic of like some really interesting fictional boxer or something yeah I mean this fantasy is always going to be my favorite thing mm -hmm. so and yeah, also there's a lot of stuff part. in here that I think kids will I think young kids you know there's cool stuff in here for imaginations to be yeah. like oh wow that's an interesting idea and like oh I never thought of that like it's a cool introduction to some interesting neat ideas yeah. for um kids in that age group I think yeah. to look explore. at the world a little bit differently yeah. yeah yeah that's good if that's what happens that's job well done right like you if you spark something that's what they say right yeah. yeah 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 okay awesome thank you so much this was great good uh thank nice to sit down really with you as well yeah of course oh my god yeah 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 I'm not just over email yeah it's like are you really a person I don't know all right thank you so much for this thank you so much all right for everything. home stretch exciting yeah good okay have a okay. good night you too we'll chat soon yeah. Bye. 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 Go to slash bookstore to order your copy of this highly anticipated book. Hi. Thanks for considering buying my book, Reverend Oda. If you're one of the first 20 people to buy the book, we will put a coupon inside of it that is redeemable at any time for a FaceTime or a Skype or a Zoom with me. And we can talk about Revernota after you finish reading it. We can talk about another one of your favorite books, or we can talk about anything else, anything under the sun. So buy a book, be one of the first 20 people, and get an unexpirable coupon for a video call with me.